Hello, my name is Elisabetta Brover, but my friends and family call me Lisa. This podcast has been brewing for a long time, and I'm so excited to finally present it to the world. In this introductory episode, I introduce myself, introduce the name of the podcast, and then outline some of the programming I hope to bring to the table. The goal of this podcast is to be an educational outlet on topics related to economics, which has been my academic and personal interest for the better part of seven years now. Unlike other economics podcasts or many of the news digests that cover economic news, I hope to offer a perspective on the world of academic economics that I haven't been able to find on this platform. As an incoming PhD student in economics at Yale University, I have an optimistic yet realistic perspective on the field of economics, its conventions, and its uniquenesses. I'm also pretty young. I'm 23, so if this podcast turns into a project I can maintain, I'm sure some of these perspectives will evolve. I welcome listeners of any background, but particularly college majors in economics and economists of all ages, shapes, and sizes. Some quick comments before we begin. Firstly, one of the inspirations for this podcast is Carl Cunningham's Mixtape podcast, which I discuss at length later in this episode. I'm inspired by the community Scott has built, as well as the interview style of his podcast. I would also like to thank Daniel Block, a Yale undergrad who told me everything I needed to know to start this podcast a couple weeks ago at a research conference hosted by Penn, where I also attended undergrad. I thought to start this episode with a bio, but the more I thought about it, the more appropriate I thought to start it with a family bio. My parents immigrated from Moscow, Russia to the United States in 1996, so my dad got accepted to a PhD program in operations research at Rutgers University. It was a couple years after the fall of the Soviet Union, and my parents, both linguistics majors at the Moscow State University, decided to come to the U.S. with the full support of my grandparents on both sides. I was born on January 14th, 2000 in Calabasas, California, and my sister Anna was born in July of the following year in the same city. At that point, my dad had quit his PhD and joined his friend at a startup in Southern California, which was bought out by Land Lakes in the wake of the Great Financial Recession, and that's a sequence of moves for the Brover family. I actually remember my dad hiding the news that he lost his job at my birthday party in January of 2009 so that it wouldn't ruin the mood of the guests we had invited. I moved around Southern California until age 12, living mostly in Simi Valley in San Diego, until my dad took a job at the National Institutes of Health in Maryland and moved our family across the country. I remember being particularly affected by that move, at that point, the fourth one in my life, because I had to start seventh grade at a new school. But fortunately, that was the last major move my family undertook. I was always pretty good in school, but I don't remember really putting in lots of effort until high school, when my dad would actually make me feel pretty guilty about any less than stellar grades I brought home. I remember getting a B on a math quiz, and my dad asking me with utmost concern if I needed him to hire me a tutor. I probably could have benefited from one, but I also knew pretty early on to not ask my parents for any expenses that they were not already planning on covering. Between the piano lessons, Russian lessons, and various sports my parents had enrolled me and my sister when we were children, education was always a high priority for my parents, despite many financial issues they encountered as immigrants in a strange and unfamiliar country. I attended high school at Richard Montgomery High School from 2014 to 2018. During my time there, I participated in the Magna International Baccalaureate Program, 
which was a small program of about 150 students per grade that attended grouped accelerated classes together and then completed the IB diploma in the 11th and 12th grades. After high school, I attended UPenn and completed the mathematical economics major and Russian minor. I graduated in May of 2023. This fall, I will be starting a PhD program in economics at Yale University. I am very interested in economics, in particular econometrics, labor, and history, and I hope to bring those interests alive in this podcast. My other interests include lifting, journaling, listening to mostly rap music, playing guitar, thrifting, and clean girl fashion, um, going on walks, being outside, going to museums, and drinking coffee. The goal of this podcast is to post both joint and individual episodes based on my experience as a rising economist. To capture the economic quality of the podcast, I've finally come to the name of the podcast, The Brover Fixed Effect. So why the name Brover Fixed Effect? Um, I have a little bit of an economics lesson for you today. So a fixed effect um, and a linear model with fixed effects specified as y equals alpha plus x beta, the fixed effect is captured by alpha, the first term. The fixed effect is the time and varying characteristic of each group on which the regression is estimated. I did some digging into the actual meaning of fixed effect from my college textbooks, and this is what I found. So from green econometrics analysis, the linear formulation of the fixed effect model assumes that differences across units can be captured in differences in the constant term, the alpha. Each alpha is treated as an unknown parameter to be estimated. So this is different from just treating alpha as an intercept, as it would be treated if the main specification, y equals alpha plus x beta, were to be estimated on data that isn't meant to be grouped into units. And then furthermore, from my microeconometrics professor, Petra Todd, from one of her slides, The idea of fixed effects is that individuals have some unique characteristics that are known to the individual, but not to the econometrician, and that need to be taken into account and estimation to avoid indigeneity biases, which is a type of bias that results from interpreting results from a misspecified model. In other words, by naming the podcast The Brover Fixed Effect, I essentially grant myself full autonomy to express my views on the field of economics without worrying about if the views are statistically accurate from the perspective of another young economist. Of course, some liberty and creativity must be applied for this interpretation to work, and of course I will try to be as factually accurate on this podcast as I can be. And of course one can reasonably say something like, Lisa posts absolute garbage on her post podcast, none of it is true or verified, but I hope not to give anyone reason to actually say something like that. As you might have guessed, I'm coincidentally a big fan of fixed effect models and have been working with them in some dimensions since the fall of 2020. I took a whole PhD course on fixed effects models last semester where I learned, to my great surprise, and way too late in the semester, that the actual numerical value of the fixed effect has little meaning. If fixed effects interest any of the listeners of this podcast, I would love to talk more about them. But for now, I hope the idea of the Brover fixed effect makes sense to you. Now we move into the last bit of the introductory episode, where I introduce some of my ideas for the first batch of episodes I hope to produce. The first of these ideas is to post a series of economics interviews or joint episodes with professors and classmates. Right now, I have an episode planned with my introductory microeconomics and econometrics TA, 
and also have several professors of economics that I have good relationships with that would hopefully be interested in being on this podcast if slash when I invite them. This segment of the podcast is somewhat inspired by Scott Cunningham's The Mixtape with Scott podcast, where he interviews different economists on their upbringings, education, and research. I can't beat Scott at his own game, but I do feel like I have very good personal relationships with my professors and TAs that I would love to share on this podcast. I feel like my perspective would be fundamentally different from Scott's, as I'm part of a younger generation of economists. The interviews I imagine with the economists in my life would have a slightly different dynamic, as I would be either interviewing my professors or my peers, which are mostly finishing undergrad or are in graduate school. I mentioned before that I am interested in econometrics, labor, and history. Some of the more specific topics I'm interested within those fields are fixed effects models, binary response models, and methods used on high-dimensional data. I would be very interested in doing episodes on all of these episodes, on all these topics, especially if our listeners are interested in them. I'm also interested in education and schooling choices, in particular the Soviet education system. I'm also really interested in the Federal Reserve, both today and in historical perspective. In undergrad, I actually participated in a competition called the College Fed Challenge, in which we prepared for months to deliver a 15-minute presentation on the state of the economy to representatives of the Federal Reserve. I'm hoping to do an episode with my classmates with whom I did the competition on this podcast. Another topic I hope to explore, particularly in the near future, is economics grad school application advice. I applied to economics PhD programs in the fall of 2021 and was accepted to several top programs before committing to Yale. I'm also one of the National Science Foundation's GRFP grant, which supports my graduate school tuition. I've posted more extensively on these topics on my TikTok at Russian Econ, which you can feel free to explore if you're interested. But I can easily structure my advice into a series of podcast episodes, which might be of interest to a wider demographic than the one I've previously reached. Another topic I hope to discuss on the podcast is my experience at Penn. I can go as far back as to my application process in high school, which I remember caused me a lot of stress, I think even more stress than PhD applications. But in more recent memory, I would love to do more episodes on the economics department and the mathematical economics major at Penn, as well as student life, dining halls, dorm life, all of that. In my time at Penn, I was president of the Undergraduate Economics Society, Undergraduate Statistics Society, and the founder and president of the College Fed Challenge team. I would love to talk about any of those clubs. I also participated in Social Deduction Club, a club that played Mafia for six plus hours every Friday. I think the point of mentioning that club is to subtly flex that I'm pretty good at Mafia. In my senior year of college, I also frequented Russian Tea, a conversation hour hosted by the Russian department. It was a great place to speak Russian, eat Russian candy, and connect with other Russian speakers around campus. I would love to do episodes related to the Russian department at Penn and the Penn Russian speaking community at large. So that brings me to a close for the first episode that I wanted to post. Um, I wanted to plug my link tree that I will leave in the bio of this episode. Um, I hope that the listeners of this podcast could fill out the contact form and let me know a little bit about who they are. Um, In particular, could you, if you could... Fill out the form and let me know where you're from and what kind of episodes you'd like to hear. I would be more than happy to incorporate uh, that information into what I put out. 
I do have some free time this summer before my PhD program starts in August. So I hope to put out some content um, primarily on applications and then some interviews um, before then. So thank you for listening and I hope to hear more from the listeners. Bye bye.